Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Yisro. Pashas Yisro contains the Ten Commandments. According to the Chinuch, there are three positive obligations in this Parsha and 14 negative or restrictions in this Parsha. Interestingly, we must comment for a moment regarding the Ten Commandments in the following sense, that when we think of miracles, we usually think of the splitting of the Red Sea, and indeed it was. However, the splitting of the Red Sea, I don't want to say it paled, but when you think about it, the revelation which took place in this week's parsha, namely that several million Jews experienced and underwent prophecy, and this is something which we'll get to in a few moments, this is something which never, ever happened again in world history. And we should realize the uniqueness and specialty of the relationship which Hashem has with His people. As it says in the fifth book, Hashem has any other nation heard God speak to them directly as you did. I'd like to point out an interesting theme which goes through the parsha. It begins, indeed, with the first verse of the parsha, which reads, Vayishma Yisro. Yisro heard, and Rashi comments, what is it that he heard? He heard, just as the rest of the world did, regarding Kriyas Yamsuf and Milchemes Amalek, the war and our victory over Amalek. And Rashi adds, Mashmua Shama Uva. He didn't only hear like the rest of the world did, but he did something after he heard, and that is, he came and converted. Now, Yisro, Rashi tells us again, had seven names, and the explanation for the term and the pronoun Yisro is that he added a chapter to our Torah, namely the chapter of advising Moshe how to more efficiently judge the nation. The Torah describes who he is in really four words. He's Kohen Midian, he is a priest of Midian, and he is Hossein Moshe, Moshe's father-in-law. Now that a chapter of Torah is added through him, wow, that is a great merit and something that Moshe could be proud of. Hossein Moshe, that says a great deal about him, Moshe's father-in-law. But to praise Yisro, that he is a Midianite priest, why does the Torah put that in? And how does it go with the other compliments that the Torah seems to be giving Yisro in the very first verse? So, Rav Simcha 
Ziskin Brody, Zatzal, Rosh Yeshiva the Chevron Yeshiva, in his Sefer, Sum Derech, suggests something very fascinating. The Torah uses the term Kohen Midian, that Yisra was a priest in Midian, and that is a complement to Yisro. How so? If you go further in this chapter, chapter 18, the first chapter of the Parsha, and you look at verse 11, what does Yisro say? Atoyodati, now I know, ki godol Hashem mikol ho'elo him. Now I know that Hashem is greater than all the gods. And what does Rashi say on the phrase from all the gods? Melamed, Rashi quotes the Mechilta, Shehoya makir b'chol Yisro made it his business to investigate, to explore, and to try out each and every idolatry literally in the world. There was none that he didn't try out and reject. In other words, says the Sum Derech, this represents the greatness of Yisro, that he was a mevakesh. He was constantly searching to grow. He was constantly searching for the truth. He wasn't satisfied with the status quo. He wanted more. And this is an incredible feature, most positive characteristic to have as a prerequisite for him to become Jewish. And indeed, as we move on in the Parsha, the same characteristic the Jewish people demonstrated at Sinai. Where do we see that? If you look in chapter 19, Pasuk 9, so we see very clearly, with the help of Rashi, that there was to be a plan A at Sinai, and this plan A was that Hashem was to appear to Moshe in front of the entire nation. And the entire nation would realize that God was communicating with Moshe. And as a result, as the Torah says, They will believe in you, Moshe, as a result of this. This was plan A. And the Torah says, Vayageid Moshe, the last phrase of Pasuk 9, is Devrei Ha'am El Hashem. Moshe then we re- relayed the response of the people to Hashem's plan. And what do they say? Says Moshe to Hashem, Ritzonam Lishmoa Mimcha. Hashem, they don't want to hear it from me. They want to hear it directly from you. In a doma, you can't compare. If somebody hears it from an emissary, meaning I will be their emissary, from someone who hears directly from the king. The people said, it is our desire, 
Esmalkenu. Plan A, the people would have been spectators. Plan, plan B, the people say to Moshe, no, we don't want to be spectators. We want to be participants in the process. In which case, the next verse continues and says, okay, says Hashem, if that's the case, go and tell the people, the Kiddashtam, Hayomumachar, that they are to literally prepare themselves. They are to go to the mikvah. They are to separate themselves from their wives in all of preparation for their prophecy. They didn't want simply to allow Moshe to get the Ten Commandments on their behalf. They wanted that they should actually hear it from God. And indeed, the first two they did get from Hashem Himself. And it's only after that that they come running to Moshe and say, okay, you give us the rest. We find this again that don't be satisfied where you are. Always try for more. We find this in the very last verse where the Torah says, that when you ascend the altar, the Mizbeach, do not do so on step, steps, but rather there was a kevish, there was a ramp that went up to the uh, altar, to the Mizbeach. Now, Rashi based upon the conclusion of the verse, based upon the modesty that the Kohen should not reveal his private part even to the steps. Now, however, I heard from my late teacher, Rav Moshe Bezdin, Zechrona Levracha, a beautiful interpretation, and that is as follows. On a staircase, a person can stop. Someone has a heart condition, they walk three, four steps, and they stop. Three, four steps, and they stop. On a ramp, it's much more challenging to stop. You've got to go up, or you've got to go down. Says the Torah, that when it comes to the Mizbeach, when it comes to the area of spirituality, don't stand on a staircase, because there you can be satisfied with where you are. I'm okay. No, says the Torah, there's to be a ramp, because if you don't go up, you go down. And interestingly, at the conclusion of the first paragraph of Olenu, that we say three times every day, we conclude the first paragraph with a pasuk from Vo'eschanan Devarim, Chapter 4, verse 39. You shall know this day and take to your heart. The God is literally the God. And in heaven above, and on the earth below, says the Orachos Chaim of the Rush, very sharp that when it comes to the areas of spirituality, Bashamayim, Mimal, look upward, look at those individual or individuals, in the plural, who are above you, and learn from them that they are, their davening is better than yours, their learning is more constant as than yours, their chesed is more plentiful than yours. So in the area of spirituality, look up and constantly grow. The Allah Oretz, when it comes to the area of 
the material mitachas. Look down and look and see that you are much better than others. And therefore, putting things in the right perspective. Too often, we do just the opposite. When it comes to the area of spirituality, we become sameach bechelko. We become very happy. Here's where I am. I'm fine. I don't have to grow. And yet, when it comes to the air of materialism, there's where we want to grow. From Parshas Yisro, we learn a very important lesson. The lesson of being a mevakesh. Not to be satisfied where you are. Always to improve your Torah, your tefillah, and your chesed. Shabbat Shalom to all.